So I'm going to put you back on mute here, and then at the end of the uh, session, we're going to do the same thing we have before. We're going to just open it up so everybody can share and fellowship and so forth. I hope uh, everyone has enjoyed the the song uh, uh, service, and uh, I hate muting you. I feel bad doing that, but uh, but all the feedback makes it difficult to share. So I, so I feel like I'm closing out my brothers and sisters, and I don't want to close out my brothers and sisters. Uh, I said some things last week, and, and I was going to go back into the uh, Grace series that I've been in, and, and, I, and I've been torn actually in my heart today of which way to go, but as we got to the song service, I uh, at least feel like it's a little bit clearer but but for two services last Sunday, I dealt with a lamb for a house. And in the book of Exodus, it speaks of a lamb for a house. And the children of Israel entered into the house to eat the lamb. And they entered into a house with blood on their doorposts. So, so everything that says to me, that picture paints, is just phenomenal. I mean, it's it's such a... Picture of the Lord. I, I, I see so many illustrations with God. When I get into the Word of God and I look at it, uh, sometimes I think, you, you know, Lord, we think we have great artists. I'm talking about people that can paint pictures. But there's really none like you that can take and paint a picture of what He was going to do in Christ. So, so the pictures that God paints in the Scripture is in regards to what he's doing in Christ when you go into the Old Covenant. I love to read the Old Covenant and see the pictures that are there that are speaking of Jesus Christ. I made a comment this morning that we get into the Word, or I get into the Word to see Jesus. So when I get into the book, I'm looking in the book to see Him. I do it all the time. I open my Bible and I get into the Word, and it's to see Christ. It's not just to read words that are there, but it's out of the Word to see Him. He said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. And I'm, and I'm so concerned that Christians many times do not go to the book to see Jesus necessarily. They go to see things about Jesus. They go to learn how to have faith. They go to learn how to do healings, to do miracles, and all these things Jesus did and and does. Not just He did, He does all these things. But when I go to the book, I go there to see Him. I spend a lot of time there to see Him with my heart set on knowing the Lord. That, that He would come out of that book. And that book speaks of Him. So when I go there into the book of Exodus, and I see the children of Israel enter into that house, I hear Jesus saying over in John, and I've, I've quoted this uh, to probably everybody here, but I'm going to quote it one more time. I am the door. So, so the door that that door represented in, in Egypt was... Christ, I am the door. By me, 
If any man enter in, he shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, I used to kind of think this was saying, and forgive me if you've heard me say this, I'm going to go in and get some word of God, and I'm going to bring it out to other people. And one day I'm sitting before the Lord, and it's like the Lord just said, Son, that's not what I'm saying at all. You're wrong. <laughs> has, has God ever spoken to you and, and, and kind of busted up your idea of what you think He's saying? And, as, and He didn't use these direct words. I'm not saying He said it just like this, but this is what happened to me. That's not what I mean. You're going to go in the door. I'm the door. You're going to come into me. I'm the door with the blood on it. You're going to enter into my death and go in that door and eat my flesh and drink my blood because that lamb they took in there was speaking of him also. So they took that lamb into the house, they closed that door with the blood on it, and they ate the lamb. And while they were eating the lamb, what was going on in Egypt? The, the, the son, the firstborn son was dying in the land of Egypt, but here the Israelites had come in, they were eating a lamb which was representing the firstborn son of God, and they were eating his flesh and drinking his blood to come out of that door in the light of a new day. And that's what Jesus meant. You shall go in and come out. You're going to go in the door. You're going to participate in my death. You're going to participate in my burial. And you're going to come out of that door in my life. You're going to originate out of me. That's what he's talking about. Your origin when you enter the door is no longer... I'm going to pick on Brother Jim Wickens, the Wickens family. Your origin has just become the living Christ of God when you enter that door. That's what you originate out from is out from Him. You enter in Him to come out of Him, to originate and have your life and your being now in Christ. That's, that's what this great mystery of salvation is, is Christ living in me and me living in Him. Being in union. And I'm telling you what, what that represented. When they come out that next day was a new day. They had never been there before, in fact. Those children of Israel had been bound up in Egyptian bondage, the Bible says, I believe, for 430 years. So they had never, ever been there before. Right? So now they come out in a new day. Don't know how to act. No longer in Egyptian bondage. The Egyptians pursued them but couldn't get them again, right? Followed them all the way up to the Red Sea to God showed them in the Red Sea that the Egyptians are dead. The Egyptians are gone. The Egyptians are no longer your life. Glory to God. You're in a new day. And as I was looking at this, I, I was in John chapter 8, and if you have your Bible, turn over to John chapter 8. 
And, and I'm going to read you verse 12 and then I'm going to go backwards. I like to do that sometimes. Read a verse and then go backwards. Because we read John 8:12, and it's a common scripture to a lot of believers. It says here, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now what was going on there? All right, that's why you have to go backwards. Let's go backwards. In verse 3, Jesus is in the temple, and in verse 3 it says, And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. They say unto him, Master, this, I just read that. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. He didn't pay them any mind. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, and I, you, you see little things like this. I mean, you can just read these words. He bent over. And, and in my spirit, I hear he lowered himself and wrote on the ground. So he come down and wrote in the ground and then lifted up himself. Look, look at the picture here with this woman caught in adultery. He stoops down and writes in the ground. The finger of God hits the earth. Writes upon the earth. Writes into the earth. And he, and he says to them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at at her, and he stooped down, and again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted himself up, speaking of the resurrection, and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? Now, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. This, this wasn't a woman that had been an adulteress and was repenting necessarily of being adulteress. They brought her out in the very act, the Bible says. So she's in the very act of adultery, and Jesus says to her, Woman, where are thine accusers? Because they, they'd all dispersed. Have no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And he said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now what in the world was going to happen that she could sin no more? Was it going to be her own power? No. He wrote in the ground. He wrote. Speaking of writing the Word of God in our hearts, because the ground couldn't accomplish 
what God desired from it. Do you realize that? We have this treasure, Paul says, we're at, in earthen vessels. Without the treasure in the vessel, we cannot accomplish what the Father's after. You, you, do we, I, I think everybody here knows that. Everyone here has probably tried their best to just live the best life they can for God. And many times come to a conclusion, Father, I am short of living the best life I can for you. Because we can't get it done. <laughs> but the beauty is, He writes the Word of God into our hearts that we can live by Him. Hallelujah. That's the beauty of our salvation. So, so the, the reason I read this story is, here He's just called a woman in adultery. He's told her, to go and sin no more, that, that I don't condemn you. And then he goes right into verse 12, Then spake Jesus unto them again, I'm the light of the world. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So this woman's world just changed. She just came to a different day and a different light. She just moved out, we could say, organized religion into the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, the day of God. Look at this. One minute she's an adulteress, and the next minute she's encountered the Most High God, and He's telling her, woman, I don't condemn thee. Go and sin no more. I am the light of life. Walk in the light that I am. Walk in the new day. Walk in the covenant that I've brought. Walk in the understanding given of God, and you will not serve the old man. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The power of Christ in us is that the old man is dead and we're dwelling in the new creation of God. We read that in the Bible. He didn't say the old man's dying. He says the old man is dead. He that is dead, Jesus says, is freed from sin. Freed from it. Glory to God. Are you free from it? Yes, you are. How are you free from it? Through His death. Through His burial. Through His resurrection. Through the work He's done. See, see, our salvation is comprehending His work. This is what salvation is. This is life eternal that you might know Him, the only true God, and Jesus Christ who He, who he has sent. That's John 17. This is eternal life. So to have eternal life is to know Him. How do I know Him? He's not standing here with me in the natural, so I can't put my natural hand upon Him. But now, more than put my natural hand upon Him, He's putting His hand in me. He's putting His fingerprints in my heart, in my mind, writing in me the nature of the living God. That's what He's doing. 
That's what He's doing to you. That's what He's doing to His body. The church is His body, the fullness of Him that fills all in all. How, how would you like it if your body didn't express you? You wouldn't be very happy, would you? You, 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 ha- you, you play soccer, for example, and you're... <laughs> You're, you're the scorer. I don't know. I should have brought up soccer because I don't know enough about that game to even talk about it. But I did. And you're the guy kicking the ball, trying to score. So, here we go. Your foot goes the other way. It doesn't express what you're trying to do. The church is His body, the fullness of Him. Why doesn't the church express the fullness of Him when the Bible declares that? Because the church doesn't know it. It hasn't comprehended what God has done in Christ. It hasn't understood with the heart, with the mind, with the inner man what God has done to you. He has joined us to Himself. Glory to God through His death, burial, and resurrection. That's why Paul says you're baptized into His death. Now, that you would come forth in His life. That the reality of what His death speaks of would be real to me. Now, this was coming at me. I want to go somewhere else, but while this is coming at me, it was coming at me earlier, so I need to say it to you now. How many on this Zoom believe Christ is their life? Raise their hand. Okay. So you believe Christ is your life. How many believe that He died to sin? How many believe the Bible says He died to sin? Then how many can say, my life is dead to sin? My life is dead to sin. Why is my life dead to sin? Because Christ is my life. That's why my life is dead to sin. Not because I'm a super saint, got it all worked out. It's because He's my life and I am dead to sin through Him. Everything that's real to Him is to be real in me. Remember, the church is His body, the fullness of Him. To express Him. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Well, how do I express Him? I've got to know Him. If I don't know Him, I can't express Him. Right? I can't know what I don't, don't express. The, the mind of man, what does Paul write to the uh, Corinthians? says, the mind of man knoweth not the things of God. So let's start with man's mind here. He does not know the things of God. So we got to conclude man doesn't know the things of God. So everything the natural man tried to teach us about God was probably wrong because he doesn't know it. The Spirit knows the deep things of God. Paul writes into the, in that same chapter in Corinthians and he says, He has given you His Spirit that you might know the things of God. So, starting off with a man born of woman, you don't know God. You can guess what God is like. 
You can say God is this way or God is that way, and that's what men do. But I don't know God. How I know God is when He's revealed in me by His Spirit. So God dwells in me. I receive Him into me. And when He comes in me, He comes in me to be made known by His Spirit. And He's made known in the person of Jesus Christ. The person of Jesus Christ is God revealed in you and I. That's who He is. He's God made real in us. That God could be manifested through us. See, if God's not made real in me, how can He be manifested through me? He can't. I'm still going to live like Wayne Shelton. Even though I have the living Christ in me, I'm still going to act like I'm Calvin Stanley. Because I don't know Him that's my life. But when I begin to know Him that's my life, I begin to manifest or act like Him. A change begins to happen in me. And this change has to come inside. See, see the, the church is so set up on a change on the outside that they've not realized the change on the inside. That we're a change from glory to glory. Paul writes, by what? The Spirit of the Lord. Into what? The same image. Not just change to something, not, but to the image that's being revealed in your heart and you're changed from glory. The first glory was the man Adam. The second glory is the Lord from heaven. You're changed from that glory into the glory of the Lord. From glory to glory. From first to the second. From the earthly man to the heavenly man. All this is transpiring as Christ is being revealed in our hearts by the Spirit of God. Well, look at with me for a moment at John 14. John 14 verse 20. says, in John 14 verse 20, he says, At that day ye shall know, I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Now what I want to point out to you is at that day. What day is that? Like I said with the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, they came into a new day that they'd never been before. Well, that day, Jesus is calling that day the day when the Spirit of the Lord comes. At that day, when the Spirit of the Lord comes, you will know, I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. That day, that day, we could say, happened on the day of Pentecost. But that day was actually before Pentecost. That day is the day that the Lord is. Does that make sense to you? 
That's the day. But that day come into our day through the Spirit of God. Come into us. See, when, when the Spirit of God turns the light on in us, we see a new day. We don't see the old man of flesh anymore. We see a new creation created of God in Christ Jesus. See, that's the eternal day of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. This day that we have in Christ is a day made of the Lord. A day that the sun is not the light of, the moon is not the light of, the sun can go down, the moon can come up, and we still are walking in the light of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord in the face of Jesus Christ. In the day that He brings, in the light that He shines in our hearts. And this day's never going to quit shining. It's not going to end tomorrow. So, this day is Him revealed. That's the day we're in, and that's what, what the writer here is speaking of. At that day you will know. The day the Spirit comes, and the day the Spirit makes Christ real in your heart, you're going to know, I'm in the Father. You're going to know, you are in me, and you're going to know, I am in you. And they come on down here in, in, in this same chapter, and, he's, and he, he says, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make her abode with him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's that sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He shall bring all things to your remembrance. Now, up above, and I, I missed this, up above, Judas, in verse 22, you said unto him, Lord, how is it you will manifest yourself unto us and not into the world? And this is what I was after. My Father and I shall come, and make her abode in them. So I go away, the world sees me no more, but you see me. And you see Him by the light of the new day. Because just like that woman that was caught in adultery, you're now walking by the light of another day. Another light has begun to shine in your heart. That's the light of the knowledge of the glory of God shining in your heart to give light to the new day. That's what Peter is talking about, the day star arising we're at. In your heart, not outside of you. See, people are looking for the day of God to come from the outside, and He's coming from the inside. The light of God is coming in you. Glory to God. See, the Apostle Peter understood this and spoke and said that this light, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until the day dawn, 
and the day star arise in your hearts. So the day of the Lord is coming, at that day is coming in you. Same thing, Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. This day of the Lord. This day that He's your life. As I see it approaching, let me assemble with the body of Christ. Let us assemble with one another. Let us come together, eat His flesh and drink His blood. Because Jesus said, if you eat My flesh and drink My blood, I will raise you up. In what? At the last day. At the last day. This is the day the Lord has made. Do we not see that God made a new day in Christ? That He's the light of the new day and we're walking by the light of a new day, not the day of the old covenant. We're not walking in the understanding of the old man. We're walking in the understanding of the new man as the Lord is revealed in us. Now, we have to see this by the Spirit of God. We see this by the Spirit of God in seeing the light of the day. Walk in the light as He is in the light. John writes, And the blood of His Son... Cleanses us from all sin. So we walk in the light as He is the light. That's what we walk in the light as He is the light. And we see that His blood has cleansed us from all sin. And we're in the new creation man. Now, the light of the knowledge of the Lord is just expanding in our hearts, in our minds. Because we have, Paul writes, the mind of who? Adam? No. He says, you have the mind of Christ. You have received that of God to know God. Well... That's what we've received. We've received the, the things of the Lord. We, what When we say we've received the things of the Lord, we've received the things He brought to us through His death, burial, and resurrection. One last scripture, and I'm done for now, and we'll, we'll chat about this. And I'm just going to quote it. I've quoted it before. The church is His body, the fullness. How much is fullness? If something's full, I've got a glass here of water. It's half full. And if this glass was full, the fullness of Him that fills all in all. The fullness. What was Christ full of? Even as He walked in the earth, He said, My Father in me, 
doeth the work. He was full of God. Right? Apostle Paul writes that in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. That's what he writes. You're complete in him. So you come to a place where you realize you're complete. I'm complete. If you, if you come to that place where you realize in your heart, God has completed me. You know, we, we, uh, here's a song we used to sing. He's still working on me. You remember that song? Let's change the words a little bit. He hath completed me. The ch- church, which is His body, the fullness of Him, that feels all in all. You are complete. See, what was missing? Why were you not complete before? When you go back to Adam. Give me five more minutes. What was not complete? You were missing something. You were missing Him. You were missing Him. What completes you is Him. This is what completed man. When man was created and placed in the garden, a lot of people think, Man was complete. Everything was great. Adam, if Adam just hadn't have sinned, it would have all been good. I said something to a fellow brother years ago. I said, Does it ever say Adam ate of the tree of life? It says God placed in the garden the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Nowhere can I find in the Scripture where it says that Adam was eating the tree of life there in the garden. Never says it. So maybe his completion was the tree of life. Maybe he had to eat that tree of life to be complete. Guess what become a tree of life to us? The cross. Jesus hung upon a tree and was crucified to the world. And the world was crucified to Him. That crucifixion that He hung upon that tree and died, buried, and rose from the dead was our life. You ever read the Bible says that the Lamb was slain from when? From the foundation of the world? That, that, that the Lamb was slain from the heart of God? That, that before the world was, God had a slain Lamb? Have you ever thought about that as seed. When God created this seed of the earth and He put it into the earth and the seed would what? Die in the ground and out of that death would come what? Life. That throughout creation, here it was speaking, the natural creation of a seed going into a ground and that seed being buried into the ground and then what would spring up out of that seed in that ground was resurrection life. New life. You see, if, you, if you've ever been around corn, what does the farmer do? He plants the seed in the ground and he waits patiently for the seed to produce life out of that earth. For the, out of that earth to come forth and bear. That's the picture of God with us. He plants the seed in our heart, that that seed 
would bring forth His life. What did He say He is? I am the resurrection and the life. So if He's the resurrection, He's in you, and He starts coming forth in you, do you reckon you'll raise up out of the carnality? You'll raise up out of the understanding of the old, and you'll come forth in the glorious life of Christ. I believe so, folks. I believe so. I believe that with all my heart, to be truthful. That the resurrection is Christ in you. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He has come and He dwells in His people. And He's bringing His people into the glorious understanding that they are His body to express Him in the earth. And that's what He's doing. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to stop.